it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash blue shirts breakaway today to sign up for ad-free episodes, BSBOT, our Discord, and more. We got over 100 new members this weekend is a number I just made up, but I feel like it was a lot, but I didn't do the stats. Anyway, today's episode is pretty fun. It's just a mailbag. It's only Greg and I. There is a twist. Greg has no voice. That's right. He cannot speak, but he powers through for an hour of this podcast. If you turn the podcast off, you're a bad fan. That's just it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, I also would understand if you don't want to listen to Greg. I don't want to really listen to Greg most of the time, but I, I do it anyway because I'm on the podcast. Anyway, so uh, this is an old mailbag episode. The second half was recorded before the Sabres game, and then we recorded after the Sabres game. Obviously, we talk about Capo Caco, uh, the injury there, the potential uh, very, very long injury, it seems. The letdown game versus the Sabres, and much more. Jacob Truba, all that. And then we answer a ton of mailbag questions, which were fun and in the better times after the Rangers beat the Flyers and the Bruins. Team's still very good, not worried at all. Am worried about Kako for a lot of reasons. Um, so yeah, that'll be it. Let's get to the show. Here's Mark Messier. Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Welcome to our look at the breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, can you say hello? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's gone worse. Okay, so for people that are listening and going, hmm, I've listened to Greg a lot over the past couple of years. That doesn't sound uh, like him. Nope. Uh, Greg lost his voice. So this whole episode... Um, You'll hear about some sad stuff, some happy stuff. We do a full ma- mailbag we recorded before the Sabres game in the second half of the podcast, where I say the number one thing the Rangers need to do this season is stay healthy. Mm. Okay. Nice job, Ryan. Great job by you, buddy. Uh, where do you want to start? I think Capo is probably the way we start this, correct? Or is it just let down game and just kind of burn the tape situation? I think the game itself doesn't require a lot of talking about, which is good because I don't like the ability to talk a lot about <laughs> talking it. Talking is a little hard right now. Yeah. Oh, I, so before we recorded the open of this show, as you said, but I was okay. telling you how I had an important work meeting I had to go to right after that. Yes. So I've just been talking for like five hours today. Oh, no. When, it's the one day I shouldn't talk at all. <laughs> it's legitimately worse now than it was earlier. No, it is. Yeah, for sure. And if you doubt Greg's commitment to this podcast, look, this is what it is. Look, at what, game. look, look at what we're doing. Um, no, yeah, but the, ga- the, the game itself, listen, this is the fourth regulation loss, fourth or fifth regulation loss for the Rangers this season. The fact, I think it's their, uh, I think it's their fourth, right? Yeah, I, I, be- I believe it is. I'm checking right now. I'm sorry. I'm just watching. Apparently, Igor just broke his stick on, on the glass. The yeah, Rangers, the Rangers, are, first, the Rangers, the Rangers first are now 15, 4, and 1. Okay. Yes. So life okay. is good. Yes. They, they, it's the fourth time. It is funny, though. It's the second straight Monday 
where we've had to come on the show and tell people that the Rangers have just lost a hockey game and it's not that big of a deal. It's really uh, not that big a deal. I, so I, really, I wish... it's, it's personal. They're fucking losing these games on Mondays where we have to go late to talk about this fucking team. <laughs> and it was going to be, I wish, I, part of me, I would never do this, but part of me wishes we recorded on Saturday after the Bruins game because my man, elevation was unbelievable. I was flying. I was floating. Everything about that game was electric. Start to finish, 7-4 hockey game, back and forth. One of the most entertaining games of the year. Uh, Definitely the most entertaining Ranger game of the year. Maybe one of the most entertaining hockey games of the year. And yet, uh, I have to come to you on Monday, probably watching one of my favorite players just like maybe lose his season. Like, we don't know yet. We can't tell those scans. But the way I explained it to Bear, because he didn't see the play, I said the best case scenario is he tore everything in his knee. And the worst case scenario is he broke his leg. Those those are like... The only two options to me. I think it might be the the reverse. Like the best case scenario is he broke his leg and the worst case scenario is he tore everything in his leg. So I don't, yeah, it's one of the two. I don't know which one is easier or harder to recover from, but either way, uh, my man, it doesn't look good. And and I think the worst part about the next couple days of being a Ranger fan will be, look, there's a lot of good to look forward to in Detroit. Adam Fox is coming back. Philip Heedle is still skating. There is a lot going on. The team is great. Uh, I think the Capo Caco injury is likely long term. Again, we will not know anything until scans come out, and the, maybe they put him on long term IR. No, they probably will, no matter what, on the long term IR. But then they have to decide if he's going to be out for the season or not, because that will open up the cap space. But literally, the worst thing over the next couple of days will be the "What do we do with this cap space?" Uh, conversation. Patrick Kane will come up. Others will come up as well. Yeah, all uh, all one point two million of it doesn't really even open that much cap space. And again. If the Rangers put him on long-term IR, they will not be able to cure cap space. So it actually, financially, might make more sense for them to simply carry the one extra skater. Mackey will go down when Fox comes off the IR. Brzezinski is going to come up once Kako or whatever. The Rangers have enough money to bring someone up from the minors that makes below a million dollars. So... They have money to fill the roster night or Wednesday night without putting Fox on long-term IR. I mean, sorry, Kako on long-term IR. I believe. I could be wrong, but I don't believe I am. We are recording literally minutes after the game. Yeah, Um, but I don't know. The thing that stinks mostly, again, the game itself, it's a whatever burger. The Rangers are going to play a bunch of these games this year. Hopefully not more than 25 of them, but like we said on the podcast, Way, way, way back. You know, the Rangers are going to lose 20 games this year at least. So this was one of them. Expect at least 16 more. They played an awful first period, and that was with a healthy Kako. They made countless bad decisions in their own defensive end that led to odd man rushes for the Sabres. If any other goalie besides Jonathan Quick and Igor (laughs) Shesterkin was in goal, I'd expect the Rangers to have been down as many as three goals after one, so it was a slight miracle. It was just a one-goal game after one. And then just like it was with Scott Wedgwood last Monday, Uka Pekka Lickenin was the best guy on the ice. He was unbelievable. The save yeah. he made on Jimmy VC was fucking crazy. I am, absolutely unbelievable. I'm legitimately fine with hockey games the Rangers lose where the best player on the ice is the opposing goalie. Because it's not like – I don't sit here thinking the Rangers – could have done X, Y, and Z differently and won that hockey game. The only way the Rangers would have won that hockey game 
is if UPL was somehow just worse than he was. Yeah, he was excellent tonight, and the Rangers did everything to make sure that Igor Shosturkin got very much high-danger chances against him throughout the entire first period and the second. Um, and that, that's fine. Igor made those stops, and they were in the game. Mika Sabinajad continues to his his three-game hot streak that he's on right now. Surprise, surprise, Mika's back. Um, does hit his uh, patented one-timer from the office slap shot, goes in, etc., uh, and then kind of the game just gets away from them. They let it like four, four, four goals in a couple minutes. No big deal. Um, it, it really is just a nothing burger because the Rangers beat the living hell out of the Flyers and took it to the Bruins over the weekend. And the Bruins, by the way, just lost to the Blue Jackets? Yeah. Question mark? This, after, this isn't a schedule loss in my eyes because there was no way to know what that Bruins game was really going to be like before it was played. But this was... As soon as that Bruins game happened, the way it happened, the way the Rangers won, we should have known there was going to be some kind of letdown. And we should have also known that those Sabres, who played the worst fucking hockey game I've ever seen in my entire life on Saturday, that they were going to have some kind of bounce back because they're just not that bad. But yeah, I mean, this game itself, in terms of five goals against, one goal for, just a fucking nothing burger. I just, I don't think you learn anything from this game. The Rangers played much more encouraging hockey the final two periods. I was a big fan of how LaViolette was double shifting in the third period down a forward where he essentially would one time through the lineup put Lafreniere out there twice. The next time through the lineup put Panarin out there twice, so on and so forth. I liked that Lafreniere and Panarin were exchanging shifts with Kreider and Zibanejad, play with one of them playing on the right wing. I thought that was innovative. It's encouraging. And it's interesting knowing that that's, again, a move LaViolette can go back to if he needs to later on in the season in order to generate shot attempts. That's all good. I enjoy that. The fact that the Rangers lost their fourth regulation game tonight, I just don't care. It doesn't matter. I will talk about at least some good stuff because I think we deserve some of that right now because it's looking like some of these episodes can be really quite sad when it's like, hey, we might have lost a player for the year. Um, I, I will be honest. There's, like As soon as I saw the injury, I oh, just got I, sick I, to I my stomach. You, I, to me, it's either a broken leg or torn ACL. I just don't know what else There's, it could be. I, I don't know. And either one is probably season ending. Like, that's, that's, absolutely. I think either way, like I, I would be um, flabbergasted if we see Kako again this year. Uh, he's also an RFA. I they likely sign him. I I can't imagine they move on, but that'll have to be a conversation. So there's a lot of it's a really kind of weird night because after a weekend when you play the Flyers, you go to their arena. Mika Zibanejad lights it up. He absolutely owns Philadelphia, and then you go back to MSG to play the Bruins the next day. Both teams have played three games in four days, uh, and you everyone scores. I think I think Greg and I I, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Rangers had the chance to score probably 11 goals in that game. Legitimately. Not not a joke. They got seven. They probably had a chance to score 11. And to watch that the team just come wave after wave after wave against the Bruins that game was just impeccable. It was, it was a really like a, a moment of, I really think this team is a problem. This team is for real. This, this season is special, and it is different. Uh, and we flew too close to the sun, as we tend to do as Ranger fans. And we come back here tonight. And like, yeah, the Sabres loss means nothing, but the real loss is Kako. And I really don't care out there if you say to yourself right now in your car, wherever you are, uh, yeah, but what has he really added in value this year? 
Like just hold, just keep it to yourself, man. Like the guy, the guy just tore, likely tore his ACL or broke his leg or something absolutely terrible. Um, I'm pretty sure his teammates like playing with him. I think he was producing in a lot of ways that weren't on the score sheet. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, and it's it's more of a loss than you guys think it is. It really is. It, um, it is more of a loss, and I agree with you 100%. If you're thinking, well, it's not that big of a deal, you can just go fuck yourself. Um, I don't enjoy the way you watch sports, if that's how you think about Kabakako in this game. At the any, same anyone time, going down in that, in that fashion, not just Kabakako, literally anybody. At the same time, the beauty of this New York Ranger team this season and it's something we talked about mm-hmm. later on in the podcast where we were comparing last year's team versus this year's team is that this team does have an incredible amount of depth where Kako does go down. And my first thought is, well, you know what? Jimmy VC being in a top nine role ain't that bad. And it's yeah. Jimmy VC is your third line, right? Winger you're doing all right now. Of course the trick is with every team, you don't have endless depth. And if the New York Rangers continue to pile up the injuries, yes, that's going to be an issue moving forward. But right now with Hedl coming back in terms of forward ranks, I'm fine if they even call up just Johnny Brodzinski for the short term, stick him on the fourth line, and let VC eat those third line minutes. That's a solid defensive checking third line that I don't feel like will be overmatched against any line the Rangers put out uh, any team puts out there against the Rangers. So let's talk about that now because we we said we'd talk about it later in the podcast a bunch, um, which is Filipino's return. Obviously, there's no current return date, uh, but if he did come back, I think we, I, you and I are probably in agree, uh, agreement that they'll try everything. They'll put Heedle back with Panarin and Laugh, but Heedle, in my eyes, likely ends up back on that third third line role now. I Part of my logic and reasoning before this uh, tonight's game was I really kind of wanted to see him play with Kako again. I know they have some good chemistry together. Um, tonight, I, after Kako is likely um, going to be out for some time, we'll find out more of that later this week, or maybe not. Who knows how the NHL works? Uh, I, I think it's still kind of, hey, he'll go back to the third line, get your legs underneath you, and let's let's figure it out. We'll get, we have reps. The Rangers are 99% chance to make the playoffs. Like, let's just go for it. We can figure out what the best lines are for right now. But every time I see that Lafreniere, Trocek, Panarin line, it's, it's just absolutely electric, and I can't break it up as it is. At the same time, I think the electric part of that line is the Panarin and the Lafreniere, which means very true. it's not like Hedl was playing poorly before he got injured. He was doing fine. He wasn't yeah, he scoring was. goals, but he was getting an assist a game because, again, the hottest guy on that line was Artemi Panarin. It's getting worse the longer this podcast goes, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I think we're doing a 20-minuter here. No, um, no, so. no. We're going to push through. Uh, okay. like, what do I got to do tomorrow? Just fucking <laughs> my job? Who gives a shit? It's not like we have a – we did record 45 minutes earlier. It's we like should, we're we lacking, lacking we audio content here. No, I uh, just – I I think <laughs> especially with Kako out of the lineup, like if you were thinking about balancing the top nine lines and giving each line a true identity – I think putting Trocek with Cooley and VC gives you this sturdy, defensive, really gritty third line, the modern gritty, where every time they're going to be out there, I'm going to feel like the Rangers essentially are playing with five defensemen that have the ability to score. But I know pretty sure, no, that defensively speaking, the New York Rangers will never be challenged critically with those five guys. On the ice. I see the argument for starting Heedle on a minutes restriction, which essentially is the 
true argument for putting him on the third line. At the same time, I know it's been a while, and I know Trocek's playing great. I know the Rangers have done a lot of winning. Heedle won that second center job at camp. Heedle was doing everything we wanted him to do at the start of the season before he got hurt. I don't think Trocek has played so well that an injury should be the reason why Heedle isn't given the first crack immediately on that second line. I could see that. And I do think Laviolette is a smart enough coach to give him some credit that he'll try both sides. We're we're absolutely going to, again, Laviolette double shifted two different right wingers tonight. He's going to try everything. Can the Rangers play a game where the refs don't do something weird? That's my only question. (laughs) It's, 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 Kind of uncanny how many situations we've gotten to this season where it's, uh, I think there was a goalie interference version. There was a, pa- a hand pass that was really an elbow. There was, is the, the puck is over the line, but we didn't blow the whistle. LOL. Like there's a, it's just a new way to call back a goal every single game. And it's just a one normal ref game, please. That's all I ask. I never let any ref anywhere ever tell you that there isn't, Makeup calls in hockey. Tonight was the biggest makeup call I've ever seen. Zach Benson didn't do anything. Yeah, they he just were nothing. like, they need, we need to give the Rangers a power play here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I wonder if they saw Benson make a checking motion and then saw Tyler Pitlick go down and just assumed, well, surely in real time, that looked like enough of a penalty where we can call it. Because the second they showed the replay, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. What's crazy is, um, well, let's do, I want to talk about Othman real quick and then I want to get to Truba because I think that's a conversation we need to have. Big, big talking point, at least for a lot of people the past couple of days. Uh, chances you think the Rangers call Brandon Othman up over the next like two, three weeks here? Two and three weeks? Yeah. 20%? I would say so. I think Drew's pretty ballsy. Next week, zero. I agree. I agree. I think I think they will literally just bring up Brodzinski, um, let this team try to get its footing back, try to see what they have currently on the twenty-two man roster with the players they can put out there, and then Drury take a step back and be like, "Maybe I do need a jolt of something here, and I can call up Othman." But I don't see that happening until mid-December at the earliest. I'm with you. And you also have to be really like, I've seen a lot of please call Othman up or whatever situations because Kako's injuries are likely long-term. After that 10 days, he counts against the cap. That's it. You get 10 games of Othman. I do think you end up seeing Othman this season. I could, I'd imagine he has a really good chance to play later in the season and probably even the playoffs with the New York Rangers. I would say right now there there's absolutely... You're, you're probably right with the 20% thing, but they have to be sure that Othman is going to come up and stick on this team. Otherwise, it's it's kind of more of a cap crunch than it is anything else. I don't, even, But I don't even think it's an Othman. It's truly an Othman decision as much as it's a decision about the other pieces on this team. If VC gets hurt in the next three games, then I see it. If another player goes down in the top nine, then I see it. But right now... With Hedl coming back into the forward group, I don't see why you would introduce two new players into your top nine Mm. that quickly, especially, again, when VC is already here and we know that he can be 
a certain type of third-line winger that is encouraging. So if we lacked options, it'd be one thing. We don't. I agree. Uh, Let's talk about Jacob Truba. Uh, Something that just during the Bruins game, in my opinion, went unnoticed. Um, Had to have a... Uh, Truba made a statement today. I don't have the exact quotes in front of me, so please uh, forgive me for this he one. He essentially said it was unacceptable and it can't happen. Yeah, uh, and and for if you're under living under a rock, Jacob Truba uh, got into a scrum a little bit and unintentionally uh, swung his stick at a guy's head. And I think if his name wasn't Jacob Truba, this would have moved on. Apparently, he was apologized immediately. Both guys kind of like nodded and like, yeah, we're like, yeah, that was an accident. Okay, cool. Uh, but it can't happen. Like, I, I could, wow, that was weird. My phone just went on. That was I super weird. That. that was super weird. I don't know how that happened. Um, I, I could say that uh, I think it likely should have been a game, a suspension, one game. He did hit a guy in the head with a stick. I thought the NHL would try and make a statement about that. But I do, I do think if that person was Adam Fox, there was no fine. Like I, that, that's kind of where we're at. I think there was, if Adam Fox did the exact same thing, $0 fine, no games. Jacob Truba got a $5,000 fine maximum allowed. Of course. Uh, I thought he would get at least one game did not. I also didn't think it was the end all big uh, end all be all big deal that a lot of people made it out. to be. I don't remember if he got suspended. I feel like my memory of it is he didn't get suspended, but do you remember a couple of years ago? I think it might've been in the bubble season when Evgeny Malkin legitimately wound up and swung a stick at someone's head but missed? Yes. I feel like we made fun of the fact that it was only a fine, even though there was clear intent from Malkin. Keanu Miller accidentally spit on a guy last year and got three games. (laughs) So Watching it, one, it's stunning that it wasn't a penalty. That's incredible. The guy watched it. The ref watched. Two, I do think... I was texting with a friend of ours today, and I said, if this happened to the Rangers, you know how fucking nuts we'd all be going? We should be. Imagine it was Brad Marchand who did that to Eric Gustafson. We'd lose our minds. Yeah, I would lose my mind. I'm I'm personally surprised he wasn't suspended five games with it appealed down to two. That, as a, if I was a neutral, I would think... He said all the right things. It clearly wasn't intentional. At the same time, you're responsible for your equipment. And he committed a dangerous act, whether the intention was there or not. It wasn't murder. It was manslaughter. Like, those are two different charges. It's it's just, I would have, if, if that happened to the Rangers, I would have been pissed if there wasn't a suspension. And I do think it should have been about five games that the player then appeals and the league knocks three games off it, and it's a two-game suspension, and we all move on. The fact that it was just a fine, it makes me think Malkin was just a fine too. And that's the only thing I have truly to compare it to. The people who thought it was fucking Marty McSorley winding on, up guys. from behind Come with on, the intention guys. to knock someone out. Jesus fucking Christ, what are you doing? Who are you? Uh, when Larry Brooks is telling you to calm down, holy shit. Like, what if you fucked up in your life? It should have been a suspension. I truly believe that. I don't think it should have been a substantial suspension. But again, if that if that happened to the New York Rangers and all it was was a fine, we'd all be going nuts. Yeah, so, we'd all be rightfully going nuts. I, I thought at least he'd get a game. A game. I thought but, two, two felt like it made sense. 
whether that was the original punishment or the appealed punishment. To me, two games would have made a lot of sense. That would have been fucking interesting for the Rangers, who would have had to play essentially tonight's game with Connor Mackey as their sixth defenseman. Wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. <laughs> no, they still would have lost if they played the way they did tonight. Yeah, wouldn't have mattered. So that's fine. Um, yeah, Jacob Trouba said all the right things. Not a surprise. Everyone paints him as a big, big villain. The guy Thanks, hits I get it. Nice job. Yes, there you go. Artist, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else you want to go over before we get to the mailbag? Um, no, I mean, Fox, we yeah, all Fox expect... Fox back on Wednesday. We there expect him back Wednesday. Expect him in the lineup Wednesday. Um, I think maybe they play seven defensemen, possibly. God, I hope not. I wouldn't mind putting Jones at wing. <laughs> he's been, uh, well, he's been real good. They're not actually play him at wing. No, I know. I know. That, this isn't Brendan Smith. Oh, it was so good to see Brendan Smith on Saturday, by the yeah, way. How's he doing? I fucking miss <laughs> that guy, dude. I do, too. I know the Devil's fans hate him, but I really love that guy. I had a lot of respect for him at the end of his tenure here. He, uh, it's, it's, he's, it's just funny. when He, he was, he was asked per- to do a lot of unfair shit. I don't know he's being asked again. The problem is the reason why we appreciated it when he was doing it as a Ranger is we didn't really expect the Rangers to be good, so it was funny. The Devils have expectations, and they're playing Brendan Smith at wing. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's actually important to say before we move on here, I, Zach Jones has been such a breath of fresh air. He's been so good. He's had some uh, tough moments. Uh, he, of course. he had one of the bad turnovers tonight. Yep. But at the same time, yeah. There's, I, I there's mean, some plays he makes where I'm like, there's a player in there, man. There's a serious player. Well, listen, he's over overqualified to be the Rangers' seventh defenseman. He is. He'd be on a third of the NHL teams this year, probably a second-pair type D, a young defenseman that can move the puck, do some things offensively for you, and provide upside. And run power play, too, likely. On on another third of the league, he's easily a bottom-pairing defenseman. There are about six teams in the NHL that could – on a nightly basis, dress six defensemen better than Zach Jones. He's just stuck on a team that is one of them. Which the Oilers a, would kill for Zach Jones right now. <laughs> kill for him. The Oilers would kill for Jonathan Quick right now. So That's true. How many first-round picks could you get from the Oilers for Quick and Jones together? Twelve? <laughs> a, lot, a large amount. No, I, I don't want to see 11-7. It doesn't make any sense. Call Send down Mackey. Call up Rudzinski. Allow this team to dress 12 forwards. Rosinski's a perfectly fine fourth line forward. He does nothing, which is why he's perfectly suited for that role. Yep. I don't want it to be what the Rangers do long term, but for the next four games, just let it be Brzezinski. Take a step back, take a deep breath, get Heedle back into this lineup, and then decide if you need to do something different. Uh, just before we go, I believe the Senators and Panthers just got handed 99 penalty minutes and counting in the third period. Well, I did see uh, McEwen went after Matthew Kachuk in a way that was odd. Every, like, the, the ref said, and every player on the ice has a 10-minute misconduct. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. All right, man. Uh, let's get to the mailbag. It's recorded, as you guys know, before the game. So there's a little bit of a different vibe, a different tone, but Greg sounds the same. Oh, or no different tone from Greg. Greg sounds the exact same. <laughs> Greg sounds the same. So let's hear from our sponsors real quick and get to the mailbag. Transition. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey yo, I'm here to tell you about our presenting ticket sponsor, a Blue Shirts Breakaway for the entire season long. That's right, it's TickPick. Our favorite ticketing app. Super easy to use. Hashtag no fees. Best thing about TickPick is you open the app, you see all the prices, and that's the price you're going to pay. Once you go to checkout, that's the price you saw. It's not like those other ticketing apps where you go sign in, you're like, "Mm, these seem like reasonable ticket prices for a Ranger game. You go to sign out, what are these fees? They're huge. TickPick, no fees. And today, and if you're a listener of this podcast, you can get... $15 off any order above $99 one time on your account for TickPick by using promo code BLUESHIRTS15. That's right, $15 off any order of $99 or more on TickPick. BLUESHIRTS15. That's all you got to do. TickPick's our favorite ticketing app. We've been using it for years. I've been using it to go to games. I'm actually talking to them about sponsoring a road game in February. We're going to be chit-chatting about that more this week. So stay tuned for that. Would love to see you guys for that one out in February here in Philadelphia. Uh, all right, let's get back to the show. And we're back. All right. Nice nice win versus the Sabres, or loss, whichever it was, recording uh, early. You saw the Sabres, right, uh, over I, the weekend? I, I sure did. I sure uh, did. They're terrible. I th- no, well, I, 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 this is honest to God. Bear with me, folks. This is, <laughs> this is everything that's going to happen. You've already heard this for 40 minutes. Ryan's hearing it for the first time right now. So it is. Yeah, sorry. Buckle up. Hopefully it got better throughout the day. And I yeah. sound like a normal human when we're talking at 9 o'clock. This is incredible. I'm sorry. It's, this is yeah, like my favorite podcast you. already. It's been fuck, like two minutes. Fuck, fuck you kindly. Okay. Um, <laughs> I made this thought and observation at the end of Devil Sabres that I was at on Saturday. The Sabres that day put together the worst single team performance I've seen in person in my entire life. And I'm someone that sat through all nine innings of a 16 to four Mets loss. That's really bad. They were awful. They were awful. I've never seen anything like it. It's not like the devils have been any great skates recently. Uh, They've been kind of rough. Uh, but maybe that's what they needed to fix themselves. But the Rangers played them tonight. Inevitably, they probably lost. So mm. we'll, we'll find out later. Um, today, we're going to do a mailbag episode because we have no guests and we're recording after the Buffalo Sabres game. So we, we asked people a couple different questions, or rather we asked them to give us questions to answer on the show. 
um, along with some five stars that we normally do. So we'll fart. We'll fart. We'll fart. fart. We'll fart. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fart. Uh, we'll start with the five star questions and then kind of go from there. I think um, a this, fart would be an improvement for me if I'm honest. Yeah, honestly, it would. Um, this is this is from Jets Rangers. If the Rangers somehow make a trade to get Jesper Fastback, who is ke- keeping the nickname Quickie? It's probably. Well, it's not quick. It's Jesper Fast. It's, it's, I, it's, it's quick, Quickie. I don't know. I assume so. Every bad hockey nickname is someone's last name with E at the end of it. Quickie one and two. We'll just call it one and two. It's not going to happen. So I, you know, we're fine. But it's probably the it's hockey, so they're probably both just going to go by Quickie. Uh, this is from Cole. Do the Rangers have two starting goalies? No, they dude. have one starting goalie in Igor Shosturkin. That's <laughs> not a lie. This Listen, is exactly- I'm just saying the Rangers have one goalie on their in their entire system <sighs> that has lost the game in regulation this year, and, that and is it's Igor not Shosturkin. Jonathan Quick or Louis Domingue. <laughs> really makes you think. This is from Jack G. Rogan, 25. Realistically, how much would a team like the Oilers have to trade for Ben Wildair? In this scenario, huh. Benny would. Fix the Oilers at least average above goaltending. How much would they have to give up? Multiple firsts, probably. I, 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 I'm, I, my original thought was this was too crazy, but I think the actual answer is three firsts. I, I don't think the Rangers would entertain it for less than two firsts. Even for Alaire, I think getting a third would be tough. But like two, two firsts and an organizational piece, I could see I, it. I think the Rangers say no. <laughs> Well, right. The Rangers have nothing to gain by getting futures out of this. Right. Alaire's not as no. old as I thought he was, by the way. No, he's going to be around. We're going to we're fine. Yeah. He's good. He's probably going to outlive me at this point. <laughs> Look at Yeah, listen to you, dude. Of course he is. <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> Try feeling this. Try living this. You're just listening to I'm literally throwing out my neck trying to get words out right now. Unbelievable. Um this is live laugh love lab. Oh, I like that. Live, laugh, to laugh. Okay. Um, true or false? Henrik Lundqvist has won more New York State sport venues than any other professional New York athlete. So probably likely because not. It, it has to be from the Knicks. Well, no, the no, the the Mets or the Yankees have the, probably the answer here. No, technically not because he's won. So what he's saying is Hank has won at MSG, has won at oh, City Field, has won at Yankee Stadium. Oh um, yeah. Then yes, it's, it's Hank. Yes. Yeah, because nobody else, no, no other sport. Unless, I, I don't know, I, I think there have been some NYCFC games at City Field, but it's not like they've ever played at Yankee Stadium. I'm uh, sorry, uh, MSG. This is from Seamus. Do we we start coming up with the names for the Cooley, Heedle, Kako line now, or wait to see if Lavi has other ideas? Let's hold off on this one because we have a lot of questions on the uh, on what to do with Heedle area, unless you want to get to into right now. No, no. I, I I think we need to see how today's game goes. Which again, this is backwards podcasting. And everybody is. listening. We've probably talked Heedle already, and people are wondering why you and I, forty five minutes into this podcast, are now wondering whether we should talk about Heedle now. Uh but I'm also a firm believer that names for lines make themselves and you can't force anything onto anything. Yeah, French toast didn't really stick. Sure didn't, because it sucked. Did, did not. Um 
This is from uh, Blind Zebra looking for work. Does Mika actually own the city of Philadelphia? Also, Ryan, do your taxes go right into Mika's pocket? <laughs> uh, yes, I seemingly. And I think it was just like the lock of all locks that Mika Zabinajad was going to break open versus the Flyers. He did I, it immediately. I think one of the big reasons why whenever I'm hard on Mika Zabinajad, I feel a little bad about myself afterwards is because he might be the only person that hates Philadelphia on my level. <laughs> He shows it every single time. Every time. Every time. He goes there and just like, oh, I remember how to play hockey at a super elite level. Uh, and by the way, Mika's had a tremendous week. Uh, I don't know what he did versus the Sabres, obviously, but he's been incredible this week. I yeah, it's, it's, it's very rare. I feel like every bit player in Major League Baseball kills the Mets. John Birdie is something like a 440 hitter in his career against the Mets. It makes no sense. It pisses me off. But I think part of the reason why those guys piss me off more is because it's so rare for a Met to have ownership of other teams. Pete Alonso has ownership in Nationals Park, which is great. But Mika Zibanejad truly might be the only other player in my life that has ownership over anybody, and it's Philadelphia. Shut the fuck up. I know you're laughing over there. I'm not laughing. I'm I not fucking laughing. hate you for it. I'm not laughing. I will get I'm... in my car and drive down right now. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not. This is from, Al- oh, this is from Jack here. Jack, you got to tell me how to say your name. I'm so sorry. Is it safe to say that we can stop talking about acquisitions? This team has what it takes. Well, my friend, you are on Rangers Twitter and on Rangers Discord. And there's no chance that we stop talking to acquisitions until it's after the t- trade deadline. Even though I really think they maybe they, they, maybe they need like one or two small pieces. And outside of that, I really don't think it's much. It's just, it's always fun how every week it's a new toy everyone wants to play with. We are past the Frank Vetrano part of our season. We're now firmly in the Elias Lindholm part of our season. Morgan I'm curious, curious to see who the next guy is going to be. It's so fun. I love playing these games where the Rangers aren't going to trade for any of these guys. <laughs> and it's going to be fucking Tyler Mott again somehow. <laughs> or just one random dude that you've never heard of at all. Uh, like, like Frank was two years ago. Frank was never talked about on the show one time. And then he was a Ranger and now everyone wants it back. Rightfully. He's very good. Um, this is from Jay White. Is Peter Laviolette an early favorite for the Jack Adams? I would say so. I, I think yeah, they're... Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah, so. I would say so. They're on pace for 134 points. Uh, that's not a lie as of, as of right now, as of recording. And uh, he's... Like, Gerard Gallant didn't coach. So, uh, because he's coaching, the team has looked a lot, lot better. Yeah, you that's remember it. when people thought Gerard Gallant should have won the uh, Jack Adams after his first season with the I Rangers. I think you and I said he shouldn't have, so that's yeah. okay. <laughs> no, so the Jack Adams in every Coach of the Year award goes to one of two people. The coach of the best team or the coach of the most surprising team. Right now, the Rangers are the best team, so LaViolette would be a finalist. I guess the Ducks coach is probably in the conversation as well because they're so much better than we thought they would be. And honest to God, one of Torts or Carberry in Philadelphia or Washington because we expected both those teams to be ass and they're not. So, yeah, he's a favorite right now because the Rangers are the best team in hockey. Agree. This is from Allie and something I wanted to talk about anyway. Uh, remember last Ranger season after the Cannon Tarasenko trades? It was Mika March and we were on a tear and y'all were like, enjoy it now, Ranger fans. This is the best the roster's ever going to be. Was it the best or is right now the best? <laughs> or is it... As Key said to the after the bronze win, maybe we're going to get even better. 
last year was the most talented roster you are ever going to see the Rangers put together. Correct. That doesn't mean it was the most balanced. And I think that was something even you and I were struggling with towards the end of the year where the pieces didn't quite fit together, but we were hoping, and I think Drury was hoping, the star power was so magnetic that the pieces would have no choice but to gel. And it didn't happen. This year, like, listen, Tyler Pitlick and Nick Bonino are not better than Patrick Kane and Vlad Tarasenko, but they fit this roster better. And they do things those players couldn't do to help this team win. So is this team more talented? No, come on. No one's really making that point. But is it a more cohesive unit? How can you say it isn't? It's way more cohesive. And it has better depth pieces. That's one of the other things that last year's team didn't have. I mean, even though like last year's fourth line was no no shakes, like there was really good. But I think Zach Jones, and we'll, we probably talked about him in the open as well, um, has been quite a welcome add to this team this because year. Because Zach Jones is now playing for a coach that will use him for what he is yes. and not just wish he was something different. It's from MSEN. So what happened to the dangerous Metro? As of Saturday, the Canes and the Caps, second and third place, wouldn't even crack the top three in either division. Is the Western Conference more stacked that, that could potentially mean less of a dogfight through the playoffs this time in the East? The Western Conference is not more stacked. I'll push back on that. I still think the Western Conference is quite bad. The Canes aren't playing well. The Devils look rudderless sans Saturday. And... Frankly, I think we were expecting more from the Penguins right now. We were. we're just not seeing it. I Three teams are underperforming in the Metro, for sure. The Rangers, probably overperforming. But the Canes aren't going to be this bad. The Devils probably won't be this bad. The Penguins won't be this bad. So it'll turn. It's still really early. And I'd still be surprised if both the Capitals and the Flyers make the playoffs. But... That's the advantage the Rangers have. Keep banking points because the Rangers are going to have a cold streak. Sooner or later, we're going to come on a podcast. The Rangers are going to be losers of four and six, and things are going to seem bad. And we're going to talk about how it was so important for the Rangers to bank all these winnable games early in the year to buoy this cold streak. And right now, the Hurricanes, the Penguins, and the Devils don't have that luxury. They don't at all. And... Right now, Money Puck, a website that notoriously hates the New York Rangers, like hates them a lot. And this isn't even a shot at Money Puck. It's just historically true. Uh, they're 99.1% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, it seems are, pretty good. Th- things are okay. Like there has to be a tremendous collapse for the Rangers to not make the playoffs. And to, to speak about the the Eastern Conference, it's still a meat grinder. The Bruins are still good. The Lightning are still good. There are other teams. the latest BSB out of context video, by the way? yeah i did it made me laugh like in a stupid way that i can't believe i laughed at um great great follow if you guys want to go check that out bsb out of context on twitter uh all right let's get to oh no there's one more this from your francis given his somewhat improved play recently do you think zach jones should be rotated into the lineup throughout the season to keep guys fresh for april we we were saying this before he looked good agreed it's just something that's never going to happen in the national hockey league no he should be and the guy should get nights off like it 
we've seen the team play without Adam Fox, and it sounds blasphemous to play without Adam Fox, but he's not winning the Norris this year, so he's not playing for that. Maybe you could sit him for a game or two. Never going to happen. Sit Truba, sit Miller, sit Lindgren, please God. (laughs) Um, Any of them. Yeah, this should always be happening, though. This this isn't a discovery where suddenly the Rangers have Zach Jones playing pretty well, and now all of a sudden it dawns on them. This should have dawned on them before going back to when Niels Lundqvist was still in the system. This should not be something some team is thinking of right now. This should be a regular occurrence in the National Hockey League. It just does not happen. Uh, This is from, now we're going to start some Twitter questions from our dear friend and supporter, Matty Jack. Are you ready to have to explain to people that Adam Fox isn't the problem when they inevitably lose his first game back? Yeah, I am actually. It's it, it's it's what's going to happen. You know, there's going to be some people out there that go, "I can't believe we lost this game." Fox is ruining the chemistry, and those people you should never listen to, and you should block them immediately. Um, All I'm going to say is Hanukkah starts on December seventh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. Uh, this is from Oliver. Does the depth of this team enable the team to deal with usual injuries similar to Fox and Heedle and still be successful? My sense is yes, but. It, in your mind, is there an injury that would limit the, su- the success of this team? Igor needs to be healthy for the playoffs. The Stars need to be healthy for the playoffs. And otherwise, I just told you, there's a 99% chance they make the playoffs even now. Playing shitty hockey, they can do it. I would have said Igor number one, the Rangers were fine without him. I would have said Fox number two, the Rangers have been fine without him. And with how he's been playing, I'd say Panarin number three. and maybe. That would be the one that throws the Rangers for a loop, considering, again, how well he's playing and how well players around him seem to perform so far throughout this season. But they survived without Igor and Fox, and they did one better. They haven't lost without Igor and Fox since <laughs> one game. So I can't sit here Crazy. and say, well, if they lose Panarin, then they're fucked. Because maybe they're not. I don't fucking know. They're, they're not. At least... As long as the injury doesn't happen in April, like it happened to Lindgren versus the Penguins, and it happened in the last game, by the way, I think we're in a good place. Mm. It's from our friend AJ. Looking around the league and relatively low bar for goaltending this year, at what point do we begin the Jonathan Quick may be one of the best assets the deadline combo? No. Um, the Rangers aren't trading him. There's no there's, point to trade him. There's no point. There's No there's, team will actually give up a first-round pick for him which then means he's just simply more important to you than he would be. The third-round pick you'll get back for Jonathan Quick is not going to be better than Jonathan Quick is for the final two months of the season. Just not going to happen. Yeah, and AJ asked what would be a great return for him, ideally, player to help bolster a real run. I just, like, yeah, he's probably not going to play in the playoffs. Hopefully, fingers crossed, shouldn't be. Um, I just don't see, they they at least want to have that security blanket that if something does happen to Igor, they feel like they could still win it with him. Which yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Listen, hasn't lost the game regularly. He's six zero and one, guys. <laughs> so yeah, what if you're thinking you're getting a player back for Jonathan Quick? That player will also be a security blanket, and the security blanket will not be better than the one you currently have. So there's no realistic asset you could get for Jonathan Quick that makes it worth trading him, unless the Rangers are on the outside of the playoffs looking in, which is a statistical impossibility at this point. Uh, this next question is from Matt Jackson. Rank these on who who scores more points this season: Mika, Wheeler, Lafreniere. 
Well, Mika one, Lafreniere two, Wheeler three. I think that's easy. Yeah. But I, right now, I know it's a little convoluted, but it's I I think that's pretty much the way Mika's it's going to get hot. Have one of those three week stretches where he nets fourteen goals. He's still on the first power play unit, which means yeah, he's going to get Lafreniere's not. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. But Wheeler also, even if he stays on the top line, oh Jesus Christ! Even if he stays on the top line. As long as Lafreniere is with Panarin, that line's producing better at 5v5. So Lafreniere should be in a position to get more even strength points than Blake Wheeler, which is really all we're talking about here. Agreed. This is from Tim, and I really, I, our, our media are in uh, Artist Man. <laughs> I think that's what we call him, Artist Man? I, I Sorry, Tim. What, what, what do you call him? He helps make us t-shirts, and he's awesome. Uh, this is from, some of the best like fan art for Rangers there is. How did you so, enjoy the John Franco weekend, by the way? Uh, I, um, no comment. Um, <laughs> Bullshit, fucking comment. I was I was with my mom and she was like, "Why do you look so sad?" And I was like, "Look at this." <laughs> I had no idea that John Franco re-signed with the Mets during that weekend. It was a very fun weekend for me. It's total bullshit. Um, this is from <laughs> Tim. I, I like this question a lot. This is from, Burnett leaving the New Jersey has had a noticeable impact on the Devils. How worried are you that if Rod leaves Carolina when his contract is up to go to the Devils when they fire rough this year? It's my nightmare scenario. I don't see Rod leaving Carolina. Um, but if Rod did leave Carolina, that franchise would fold. Here's the thing. Um, it's important to remember that Josh Harris now owns the Washington Commanders, which was a very expensive purchase for him. And he's already paying Doc Rivers' salary in Philadelphia. And he might have to be paying Ron Rivera's salary in Washington. He might just not be able to afford to pay two new head coaches in one offseason. So... If you want to make sure that one rough also just signed an extension, you're not he did. the AV. So they're not going to fire him uh, one year after kicking off that extension. Even if they should have, they should have walked away from him when they could have, but the coaching change he's going to make this year is probably Ron Rivera. So I think we're good. I think the commanders are going to save you of this doomsday scenario. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Um, this is from Michael. Which, with the Rangers currently sitting in first in the league, should we be worried about the President's Trophy curse? My man, I'm not worried about it. I've never, I haven't spent one, one minute thinking about it. I'll think about it later. If we um, finish the President's even, Trophy, I might think about it. Uh, yeah, I'll think about it in May, potentially. It's from Michael. Benito might be my new favorite Ranger. Benito, 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 Benito. Uh, but I really want to see... Cooley, Heedle, Kako line and what that would look like. Your thoughts. Uh, I, 
we've talked about Heedle earlier, but I, I do think it's going to be great when we forget to uh, talk about. We forget to talk about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do think he ends up sliding back on that line. Uh, the Trocheck line is too good, but to go back to the examples we've talked about in previous podcasts, there's no reason you can't try both. The Rangers have a 99% chance to make the playoffs. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna try both. They're gonna try both. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. This is from Brian St- Stever. I think that's his last name. Surprise, Lavi went with Quick, Igor, Quick in those three games. Igor is still going back from injury, long-term workload, or because Quick has the hot hand, or just yes to all of it? I think it's just yes to all of it. I think it's yes to all of it, too. And it's not just that Lavi believes in him. The team does, too. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the the team is pumped to have Quick there do what he's doing. And not for nothing, he looks a little bit frantic sometimes, but he's been excellent. It has not been fluky wins. He's been great. Uh, he, He beat the Bruins guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that game was a crack of cocaine. Um, and they he, he let in four, but he looked good in that game. He really was the, did. Was the crack Jacob Truba? Yeah, ooh, ooh. Well, we talked about that in the open. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, this is from Zandu. More points come the end of the year. Are Tammy Panarin or New York Ranger? I like this question a lot. By the way, ooh, <laughs> this is so. We, we're pretty sure. I know the Rangers are on some ridiculous, like they're on pace for 134. Yeah. yeah, but it's probably more like 116, 118. Yeah, so who, this is a great prop, by the way. <laughs> I'd say the Rangers, but it's it's going to be close. It's this is why it's a good prop. I I think the Rangers, but I think it's going to be like Panera's going to finish like 110. I think in our not our lifetime, but our like adult lifehood. Yamir Yager scored 124 one year for the Rangers, and that felt like the most amount of points I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's hard for me to contemplate a Ranger scoring more than that. And that doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room. I'm going to say the Rangers. Me too, which is crazy. If Panera, again, like Panera could have 110 points. I just think the Rangers are on pace to have so many fucking points. What a problem to have for this podcast. Hey, I think the Speaking Rangers could have too many goddamn points. Oh. Uh, will, I, what, what, oh. will I live long enough to see <laughs> that happen? you got to live for that Mets World Series so you could die. That's how uh, it works. If, at this point, if they sign Yamamoto, I'm going to die. <laughs> Might happen this week. Might, well, you know what? I'm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> Living on a prayer. This is from Lafreniere for MVP. How long of a leash do you think Kako has? I'm really getting worried that he could be flipped at the deadline for a win-now top six player. I think this is a legitimate worry, but you also have to look at the cap space and say, what am I getting better than Capo Kako for a playoff run? Also, it, flip what switch. He's been fine. Like this Again, this, this is just my anger. Hockey is really the only sport where this truly happens, where in baseball, we're smart enough. Home runs and RBIs aren't telling me the entire story of a player's season. Also with batting average, Pete Alonso hit fucking 50 homers last year. He also hit 210. No one's going to say he had a good year. I don't need Capo Caco to get 40 points for me to think he's been fine. He's been fine. He's been a defensively responsible middle six forward that I feel confident on either the penalty kill or 5v5. And he'd have more points if power play time existed for him. He and said, it doesn't. They don't. They don't. So I'm dead. Just. It's a you problem at this point if you're annoyed by Capocaco. Fix yourself. You're the problem. I would like more points from him. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? No shit. 
No shit. You just asked me if Artemi Panarin's going to have more points than the Rangers. <laughs> I got to give a shit about whether Kabukako's got 35. Who cares? <laughs> Panarin's doing everything. Shut the fuck up already. Team is so good. Um, this is from Nicholas Jans. How scary is this team? Is How scary is it that this team is continuing to win without our Norris winning defenseman in Fox and Heedle? Extremely? Extremely scary? I don't know what you want me to say here. Team's really good. <laughs> I, I, I ask the question all the time. Team good? Think team's good. Think they're good. This is from Kyle, uh, and I think this will hit home. Oh, I'll, when will... I'll, I saw it. I have to give you a compliment that was told to me this weekend, unfortunately. Oh, no. I went to a movie with a friend of the show who is also a big wig social media person for a streaming service. Let's, let's put it that way. Okay. So she's very aware of um, some of the things we do on social media and whether they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this big oh. wig at a social media company said, you coming up with Why Not Us is, quote, genius. And Thank it broke you. my heart when I heard Thank it. You. you profited from it, so it's okay. I, that's exactly, I think you you said the exact words I did too. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that, that thank you. Tell her, tell her thank you. I really appreciate. I it. I will not. Okay. Uh, she'll, uh, but she'll from, probably listen to this. Uh, this is from uh, Kyle. When will the Gerard Gallant Geneva Convention volitions trial occur? Um, I'm not sure they'll ever occur. It's the next time he gets a head coaching job and we get to comment on his performance every single night for another team. Here's my thing. I don't think there were trials at the Geneva Convention. There were in Nuremberg. I'm checking that's, this. That's true. You're right, actually. Good history call. Geneva Convention. I don't think there were trials there. I think it was just a convention. Yeah. This is the Geneva Convention was the convention in which rules of war were established. So uh, there were no trials at the Geneva Convention. So all is fair bring in Gerard love, Gallant the, and swing your yeah, stick. Bringing Gerard heads. to Geneva doesn't do anybody any good. You want <laughs> do you want Gerard Gallant in the room coming up with the rules of war? I don't think you do. Uh, this is speaking of Gerard Gallant, and so many questions about him, by the way. And I'm, uh, I do love to I do love to hear him. I saw Napoleon uh, this weekend. What was it like? Disappointing. Really? Yeah. That's super sad because Napoleon's story is excellent. But here's the thing: I listened to, so I watched the movie, and then listened to. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, The Big Picture, about mm-hmm. the Napoleon. I think they made a good point. I think too much shit happened during the Napoleonic years for it to be a movie. It needs to be I, a series, I, like a yeah, TV series. One of my, I mean, I listen. I take this shit too seriously, but they really <laughs> did yada yada through a lot of the entire French Revolution got yada yadaed in <laughs> Napoleon. <laughs> oh, it seems like a big deal. Just my and there was also only one scene with Robespierre where it's like, yeah. All right, Austerlitz. And I'm like, whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Behind the Bastards is a pretty good job. I don't, don't know if they've done Napoleon, but they've done Napoleon's You know my uh, boss heirs. talks about Behind the Bastards all the time. Great show. He Wonderful loves the show. Vince McMahon uh, portion of that show. Have you listened to it? No, but he it keeps is. talking to me about it. It's phenomenal. It's how I actually got into bed Behind the Bastards. So there you go. There you go. Um, Survivor Series this weekend was fucking wild. Yes. We had a question about that. Uh, um, you, you know one of your favorite Twitter accounts, John Moxley? Yes, I'm aware of her. She's coming on Friday. We're going to break down Survivor Series. You're doing Survivor Series with the Adira? <laughs> yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm a little jealous. But you um, could come. I guess I could. Tell me what the time is. Yeah, five, uh, five, five, four. Should work. I might not um, be alive. You might have to do it. That's true. Uh, I would love to talk to you, Adira. This is from uh, 
Eric, so Eric Richmond, my vibe is how far could this team have gone the last years with anybody but Gerard Gallant? Eric, and I know Greg's going to yell, I think about this every day. Say the, <laughs> like, question, say the question one more time. How far could this team have gone the last two years with anyone other than Gerard Gallant? <sighs> I think about this question every day. Legitimately. I, I don't know, like, I think they beat the Devils, and then I have no idea. And I think they probably lose to the Avalanche no matter who's behind the bench. No matter what, but I do think they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't, too- I don't know. I don't know because the first year was the Rangers probably didn't need a coach the first year. Not that they were that good, but they were so tired of what they had before that if they were being put into a box, so to speak, I don't know if anybody, Gallant, Brindamore, you name it, would have gotten the Rangers closer to a Stanley Cup in year one. Year two, they needed a fucking coach. But year one, this goes back to like, again, Elaine Vigneault is a fraud. I hate him. You hate him. We all hate him. But he was the perfect coach for some very specific Ranger teams. First year of Gerard Gallant, I do think was the perfect coach. The problem was last year, this team desperately needed something else. And he was not it. If... If they had an average NHL coach last year, I think they'd get to the Eastern Conference Final again. But the year before, I don't think the outcome changes. I really don't. It's from Stonehand Steve, and we've answered this question a bunch of times. Uh, Would you ever consider doing a video form of the podcast? I would tell you if it was our full-time job, it would be a consideration, but it is not. People really like it. It's a me thing. I don't get why people like watching a podcast. It, I get it. Um, I, I, we probably wouldn't do it. We look like shit when we do these. I promise you. Here, Greg, oh, right I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 I honestly don't understand why someone would want to watch a podcast. That's how, I, that's how Joe Rogan got so big. It was all YouTube. That's a big part of it. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. I also don't understand Joe Rogan. So that's that's fine too. I get it. Um, I've told you. From, I've told you a Gina story about Joe Rogan, right? I don't think you have. Uh, over the summer. Everybody here knows Gina. She's one of a kind. Still leading the football pool, by the way. Unbelievable. Um, she uh, brought a man to the track for me and some other gentlemen to meet, to, to give him a test. Oh, you have told me this. The first, yes. the, he, she introduces this guy and then leaves him to go intentionally do something else so we can see his true self. And he starts it off with, so do you guys listen to Joe Rogan? And you know me, a man who has no self-control and boundaries. Yeah, I literally responded. You? I literally responded with "bad start, fella." <laughs> <laughs> this is from Megan because uh, we only have ten minutes here left. If this is from Megan, if you have could have any players currently on the it's the if you have any old Ranger on this roster, what would it be? Oh no, sorry. If you could have any former Ranger on the podcast, who would it be and why? Former. Oh well, then we only have three options. Well, no. We had Jeff Boogaboom on the show. We did. Or if we could have any player on, who would it be? Former Ranger. Yeah, former or current. Hey, asshole. Yes. It's going to hurt your feelings, but you know it's fucking true. Who is it? Rick Nash. It probably is. Yeah, fuck you. What is this team? Yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine Rick Nash in the Blake Wheeler role. Eat oh, shit, Ryan. Megan's Megan's actually asking if who we could have on the podcast. It's but- also Rick Nash. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Rick Dash on this team would fucking rule. He would rule. Dan Girardi would be a good podcast guest. I know it. 
in my bones. I mean, my answer is Ryan Reeves. So there you go. You know um, would be no. You know who I'd really want on this show, Kevin Klein. Because I just want to ask him what what, what I just want to know. What tell us the truth? It's one of the <laughs> uh, most undercover stories in NHL history. Yeah, he just retired. No, nope. but then played Shea, in Europe. Shea Weber is going into the Hall of Fame next year with two years left on his contract, and Kevin <laughs> Klein was like, "I'm just going to retire. Fuck <laughs> it. I just want I want to know. I we need to know. The yeah, world they, needs to know." And they mysteriously had cap space. That's so weird. Huh? Um, the, and then he's never heard from again. Huh? Uh, this is from Ryan S. Due to moving in time, I have not had time for having MSG for a month. I haven't watched a single game. Do I have to not watch any New York Rangers hockey for the better of the realm? Yep. You've called out your yeah, man. You called out yourself, Ryan. Sorry, buddy. I wasn't thinking it until he said it. Yeah, I, I could have let you, but now that you've said it, it's on you. Um, this is from Cat Daddy. So let me get this straight. The Rangers hmm. and the Pack have killer vibes right now. How? And Gabe is killing it at Boston College. Awesome. How and when do we slip on the banana peel? By signing Kane? Not happening, my friend. Yeah, they're not signing Kane. I, I, I just, I'm going to stress this again. The New York Rangers are going to get cold at some point this season. They have to. Mm-hmm. That's just the law of sports. And I just want us to all remember this Monday in November. <laughs> remember, remember the Monday in November <laughs> when Greg sounded like shit yep. and told you everything was going to be fine, even if the Rangers lose four of six. This is from Salas. Great question. Quick rob me of my childhood dream. If we somehow win the cup, should I get him tattooed? Yes. Yes. If you, if we win the cup and somehow Jonathan Quick is in goal during winning the cup, I will also get him tattooed. Do the Rangers have to be playing the Kings, though? If the Rangers beat the Kings and Quick is in net, I will die. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no other, there's no other function for me. I will just cease to exist. If the Rangers beat the Kings with Quick on the roster... What number, how many players touch the cup before quick? Is it three? It's probably two. Like, what is it? It's Fox? Well, no, it, Truba gets it first. He's the captain. Right, and Fox. Kreider gets it second, right? He's Longest tenured ranger. Yep. Fox the, gets it third. Does he or does quick get it? Quick might get it. <laughs> <laughs> he might. It's, 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 they might let him give it to him. Just say, here. Also, you know? you know what question I never want to hear again? Yeah. Chris Kreider is getting his number retired, guys. I got that. Now you never have to ask me again. Mega retired. The, the next question is Panarin getting his retired. That's the other one. That's a, that one only happens if they win a cup. Yep, I agree. Even though he's one of the best Rangers of all time. Yeah, so. but there have been enough really good Rangers that don't have their number retired. The Yagers, the... Um, Shit, I'm trying to th- I mean, Zubov wasn't here long enough, but like there have been players of Panarin's skill set that have been New York Rangers that don't have their numbers in the rafters. And it's because they aren't homegrown and didn't win a cup. And it's that simple. Panarin's going to have to win a cup. Uh, two, two or three final questions, and I know you have a heart out here. MHT. Uh, I, so my meeting got moved to 2.30. I, I have some okay, flexibility. Cool. cool. Uh, this is from MHT. Goodrow and how high of a draft pick bring Tarasenko back? I don't think it's one first. It's probably multiple. Do you what? think? Do you think it's 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 probably a first and a third? It's a bad contract. Is Iowa really going to take that? Okay. Well, Goodrow's not going to want to go there. So this hypothetical doesn't work. That's, yeah, that's true. He's going to say no. Right. So, but no, I think one first would do it because the Senators, again, the asset they're giving up is not an asset they can keep. So they're not going to require multiple firsts. 
just to take Barclay Goodrow. Because again, I've said it on this podcast a million times. The Rangers like him. They like what he does on the ice. They might see him as slightly overpaid, but they don't regret the contract. I promise you, other teams across the NHL like the player as well. So he's not this desperately distressed asset that this fan base considers him. How many times do we have to come to this podcast and say that NHL GMs are fucking idiots? And then you guys ask us, do they have to trade multiple firsts to trade Barclay Goodrow? At some oh. point, you're also stupid. Um, this it is sounds from... funny if when I call you stupid sounding like this. It so is I'm going to do it today. It, it is. Uh, I la- This is from I laugh at your misfortune. Well, guess is- what? Laugh is spelled like Lafreniere. What are your biggest criticisms you can find about this team right now? I can't find any constant concerns. It seems like Lav handles every issue as it pops up. Well, I mean, Mika's advantage was pretty bad before uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, I would say Mika before this week was a... Some was... guy already asked us if it's time to quit on Capo Caco. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but he's not asking about some some guy. He's asking us. Which is, uh, right now, my, my concerns are really just staying healthy. And it sounds so boring. But that's it. That's my number one concern. I mean, yeah, because I expect Mika Zibanejad to get better. If, yeah, if they suffer a second injury to a center beyond Heedle, it's tough, man. Um, That's a lot of Johnny Brzezinski. So the Rangers still don't have a ton of center depth, but nobody does in this league. As long as they are relatively healthy come playoff time, this is... As close to no notes New York Rangers as you and I have ever been. It's it's it is the closest. There's no notes. It we talked about this in the off season and we've talked about it a lot actually when there's only good things happening. It's hard to come on a podcast and do an hour of content and just say, like, hey man, things are really good. And it's kind of been that way for five weeks. It's been that way for a long time. Yeah, but at least in those five weeks, it, this has been five weeks without Adam Fox. That's it, which is insane. Right. So it's crazy. You want, you want me, it's, it'd be one thing if the Rangers were even 500 without Adam Fox. They've lost twice without Adam Fox and only once in regulation. So what are my worries about a team that's lost three times in regulation to start the season? I don't know. Is the world going to end? Um, this is from Average Energizer Bunny Enthusiast. Do the vibes this season match 14-15 team? <laughs> I don't know if it matches. This is a different team. Like, I just, I don't know if the, the vibes are different in terms of, I think this team is a little more, I wouldn't say they're happier. They seem but more there's definitely driven. more pizzazz. Yeah, there's way more pizzazz. That was a lunch pail team. Yeah, there, uh, there are guys I love, but not guys I loved rooting for. Does that make, no, hold on. Guys I loved, but not guys that were fun. If that yes. makes sense. Like, Where this team has like seven dudes who are super fun. There wasn't one guy with personality on that 14-15 team. Like, honest to God, personality. The <laughs> only person is Matt Zuccarello. And that's but even like then, he was a baby. He was still trying to find his feet. Like, they, everyone on that team is just Derek Stepan in my mind. <laughs> and Derek Stepan is a really good hockey player. And was really good for the New York Rangers. And was probably underrated to a certain point. But that team, like, Rick Nash being the superstar, quote-unquote, of that team. God love Rick Nash, but that man's fucking white Canadian, which is fucking pouring. Two final questions. Chris Ortega, would you agree that since Kreider got married, he hasn't had as many tip-ins as a follow-up? Isn't that the whole reason you get married? So you no longer have to play just the tip. Thank you, Chris, for this joke. I really appreciate it. Uh, there's a long setup for that one. Um, final question is, um, this is from Brian. Who would y'all want to see the Rangers take 
on in the playoffs the most. Not necessarily who would be the easiest for them, but the most fun matchup to watch from your perspective. Mine is probably the Leafs. Uh, Brian, are you sitting down? Did you watch that Bruins game? Could you sit down during that Bruins game? <laughs> it was, <laughs> it's the Bruins. Like, if, if you want it, like, the most fun, like, the Leafs isn't as fun, man. Like, because what about the Leafs? There's so much drama complaining. No, I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to nuke Canada by the end of it. Yeah. And Boston, Boston, New York rivalry, it's right there, man. Both teams are really good. The offense would be crazy. The goaltending would be insane. If you want top quality hockey and as a neutral, it would be one of the best series. It's Rangers, Bruins. It would, it would, it, Boston, New York, Bruins, Rangers would be like that. Very famous photo of the Bloods and the Crips tying the handkerchief <laughs> yes. together. That would yes. be Mets fans and Yankee fans where Red Sox fans were chirped Yankee fans being like, we've won more rings than you. And then yep. the Mets fan from the top row would just be like, <laughs> just like joint the elbow. Um, yeah, I mean, I will always, I just, as long as we win the series, I want Pittsburgh because I just want to shit on their lawn all the time. Yeah, I mean, some of the, some of the tweets from the Truba stuff is freaking crazy. But I know. I, I I hope I hope that idiot writes the twenty page paper on why Jacob Truba needs to get out of the NHL. I am going to grade that shit like the worst <laughs> midterm of her fucking life. It's crazy. All right, we're we'll be back uh, later. Will this we week. though? I, well, I might be back. Greg might not be here. Um, Wednesday night after the game with Detroit, we'll do a BSPOT. So we'll see you then. You can follow me on Twitter at Orion. You can follow Greg at Blue Shirts Break. We'll see you guys then. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah, it's the end of the show. This is the time where I thank our NHL Insider Club members, Offer Sheet Club, etc. I think we'll just rename it to Insider. In, I think it's on the Patreon called Offer Sheet Club or something. But I think we're done with Offer Sheets at this point. So let's do uh, NHL Insiders. I'm going to rename that. I, I've been thinking about we should rename... The other tiers too. Tanner Glass probably staying, likely staying. The ten dollar one. I was there was a couple of good suggestions. I, I'm probably going to redo that one too. Anyway, without further ado, I'd like to thank the following people: Adam Cassie, Adam Cohen, Adam Cartulo, Adam Keach, Alex Flynn, Alex Gardner, Amber Coensberg, Andrew Ronner, Anthony Gray, Anthony Morturo, Anthony Tanagreta. I struggled with that one this week. Ari Zanger, Ben Waters, Ben Weber. Bill Olson, Bill Rattel, Brandon Lacos, Brandon Magnum, Brett Granger, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doherty, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Brian Farrell, Cassidy, Cassidy Rollman, Cize. I think I said that right. Cize. Nailed it. Chris, fin- Chris Finelli, Chris Haru, CJ Selwagon, Connor Rippy Damage, Daniel Delaney, Daniel Dezen. De- Daniel Dezen? I think that's him. Did the. De- the spelling change? What happened? My brain just broke. I think it's Daniel Dezen. David Narrett <laughs> David Siegel. Could be the same way the whole time. DJ Banana Jazz. It's just such a fun name to say. Dylan Brettschneider. Eric Stagg. Garrett Reynas. Greg. Gar- Gretzky McFly. Harrison Hasco. Hello Vanilla. Hip Hop 89. Jack Bagley. Jack Rogan. Jack Helium. Jack. Jake Keith. Sorry. Jake. James Masker. A lot of J's. Uh, Jerry Marquez. Jason. Jason Strumer. Jason Zabrowski, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John Shea, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, Josh Keshebaum, Josh White, Christopher Florida, Kreider Die, Lee Plummer, Leshek Gronowski, Lou Giordano, Matthew Goodwin, Matthew Kai, Meatball the Cat, Mike Koenig, Mike Bucklaw, Mike Manascu. What, what do I do that? Mike Mancuzu. It's so weird. I'm sorry, Mike. Mike Pasternak, Nate Hanafi, uh, Ponce Perez, Neil Grover, Other Slash, Pascal Perrier, PJ Smith, Pavel Kodarev. Not not how you say his last name. He's confirmed that with me. I still say it. Uh, Phoenix Ignition, PJ Sparrow, Pro World Series Gamer, Randy Tesser, Ryan Watch Miracle, I'm on it. Swingard, The Drop, PK, Tommy Seclair, Tommy Dedeshi, Tony O'Neill, Tony Gregory, Tori Manhattan, the original supporter, Vinny Bracco, Will, Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. Bark, 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 bark. 
Oh, I got to tell you, I'm really depressed. That's, I know that's a fun way to end that that rant. Uh, and by rant, I mean thanking all our supporters. Because the Kako stuff, man, it's it's tough. I, I get defensive of my boy for obvious reasons. Um, he helped. Kako, whether he knows it or not, changed my life in a lot of ways. Uh, helped me start the church. It, may, it originally was just like a joke. Um, just like a stupid joke, really. Uh, and it got really serious, and we took it really seriously. I ended up meeting him. You know, he laughed about it. Super funny. And to watch him get hurt tonight uh, when I, I think it's going to be a long-term injury. I, my fingers are crossed here, guys, but I feel pretty bad about it. Like, I don't know. Is that the last time I see him in a Ranger jersey? It's so weird. Just really weird to think about. I didn't want to bring this up on the, the podcast with Greg because, like, you don't want to jinx anything. But he's an RFA. Do they re-sign him? What do they do? I can't really trade him. He's going to be hurt. All right. But it just like for the first time, his future is kind of up in doubt. It's really, it's sad. Not just because I like him as a player. Um, of course, I wanted to see more. Like I, like I know, guys. Yes, he's second overall pick. I wanted. I I know about how I cursed him and I ruined his career. Trust me, I get it. Uh, but I also, you know, I feel I feel for the dude. I feel like he was starting to get his footing the last couple of games. I think you know he missed playing with Filipino a little bit, in my opinion. I, I think he's really come a long way and he's a very, very valuable NHL player who knows his potential and just is really struggling to live up to it. And as a, as a person, whether he knows it or not, has changed my life in so many ways, just gave me so much that um, he'll never really know about, like such as like the podcast got a lot bigger because of him. It's just a fact. Like we started the church and it got pretty big. It was super funny and it worked. Uh, and then, you know, it, I dressed up in MSG as a Pope. <laughs> Pretty funny. But, like, I met a lot of cool people, including a couple of my best friends because of that. Um, you know, went to a couple weddings. Like, Dan, who's been on the podcast a bunch, met him because of the podcast. And that doesn't really happen without Kako. And it's, it's just weird to, um, you know, and even my, my current job, like, I probably don't get it without him. So uh, he's changed my life in a lot of ways, and I just hope the best for him because – I, I, these injuries are not easy. We saw it happen with Sammy Blay. It can really change your career forever. We don't know what it is just yet. Hoping the best, but uh, I just got a bad gut feeling. And when you see someone get hurt like that, it's just like the worst feeling, especially someone on your team. You're like, man. And like, is Kako the most replaceable person? I don't know, maybe, dude. But at the same time, like, does that even matter at this point? Like, yes, he's produced the least of, of the top nine cool gotcha um but but still gonna be a really really big gap to fill and more than i want it to be um so that's my little rant about kako anyway we'll be back with bsbot on wednesday night if you're for patreon subscribers we'll see you guys then love you guys bye